it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. That's right, we are not mailing it in this week. We are here with a new show just for you because that's how we roll. I'm Eddie. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always... His Cougars are now proud members of the Big 12 Conference, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, welcome to the show. Eddie, Eddie, and I mean the big show, as in the Big 12. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that uh, you know we can now put the, the Big 12 logo on our, uh, on our field. And, and we might not put it in the right place. We might put it on the 25 and, and, the, uh, and the 15, but we'll, we'll get it right eventually. You're new to this whole conference affiliation thing. BYU's been independent forever. And, yeah, it's okay. And that one should be facing the other direction so that the other team could can read it on their side. You don't you don't put them both in the same direction. Well, you know, we'll figure it. We've got time. We'll figure it out. We'll send you some pictures. Yes. There you go. Eddie, I don't know if you know it's uh it's Independence Day week. We got the 4th of July this week, and so I'm rocking my 1991 NBA All-Star Michael Jordan jersey. Uh it's uh you know, it's it's got the red, white and blue in it. I thought that looked pretty old school. That uh, NBA logo is very big. Yes, it's it's a '91 jersey. It's MJ, and uh, it's a it's a great little jersey right here. How old were you in '91? I was ten years old, Eddie. You're like, oh, I was gonna say seven. Um, yeah, I think I didn't buy this jersey in '91. I do have a uh, I do have a Steve Young jersey still from I think '93 or '94, which I will I will break out on occasion. But this jersey, I, this was a I bought this at at, a, at an older age. I think I was about to start high school. Yeah, I believe that. Maybe, maybe a year away. You're an old man. Yeah, and I feel it all the time, man. Well, everybody, happy 4th of July week. Hope you have a great week. Hope you are safe. Hope you are uh, have a chance to celebrate. Eddie, yeah, I, I... Please had, be careful with the fireworks. Please be careful with fireworks. Don't blow your hands up. Uh, Eddie, I had a chance. I was out at, uh, at Lake Travis on Monday night. Uh, they, they decided to do the fireworks a night early. I think Mattress Mac has it locked up on, uh, on Tuesday night, on, on the actual 4th. So they wait, did what? the... Wait, wait, wait. Explain the Mattress Mac? What? Mattress Mac has a house uh-huh. on Lake Travis. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a big house. It's a big, big I house. Bet. And he does a fireworks show on the 4th of July. Oh. And so on okay. Monday night, I went to a different fireworks show at Lake, at Lake Travis in Valente. And, and it was a good show, but we watched it on the water. It was a late night, Eddie. Fireworks for the normal people. And uh, uh, for us peons, you went Monday night. Yes. I, well, I mean, yeah. Tuesday night as well. But yes, Monday night. Yes. All right. That's cool. I've never been that big on fireworks. You know, I'll watch it. But after like the first couple of minutes, I'm like, OK, it's sparkly. What else are we doing? You're, I'm, ready, we you're, I'm ready to move on. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I've never been that big. But one year, I did get to watch fireworks in New York from Brooklyn. There you go. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It was with my buddy Clay um, when he was a, where was he? Frostburg State, I believe. 
He was working on his master's. Nice. So we drove up there. Yeah. Yeah. A fitting, Eddie, that, uh, you know, the, it's the 4th of July. This last week, I was in San Diego. And, uh, and I stayed Ooh, nice. on, uh, on Coronado Island. And I was at a, a dinner on, uh, gosh, I think Wednesday night. And when I got back uh, to the beach at, in Coronado, the, uh, the Navy SEALs were out there in their training. So this was the, the second week of these new Navy SEAL trainings. And it was crazy. It was crazy to see them, I mean, full uniform, going out into the water, uh, taking a, a little boat around and then coming up and pulling it up over rocks. And then, uh, then they have to do like gorilla uh, crawls. They have to do or bear crawls, drag for drag people, carry people. Uh, they said that they had 118 people that started at week one. They were down to about 78, and they expected that through Hell Week, uh, they would probably lose another 40 or so. Uh, but uh, it was it was impressive to see, nevertheless, and, and makes you appreciate the things that they do for you. Do they drag or carry you? That, no, I, they they like, get away. Don't don't even come near us. And uh, they saw my weight. They, they don't want any of this. These guys are all all fit, and they're going to carry fit people. They don't want. Oh yeah. They don't want people like us, Eddie. Well, you know, sometimes you got to get a, a you get bigger fit people that you know you got to get used to their weight. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're not going to just shot. carry only uh, only fit people around. Let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, speaking of San Diego, Jordan, and this is a far reach, but I went to the Astros at Rangers game, and it was the 20th birthday of their mascot captain. Okay. And one of the San Diego Padres mascots was there at the game. To celebrate. And they, yes, to help celebrate him and a couple other mascots. Um, and they basically tortured an effigy orbit, the Astros mascot. They, they're on the center field with this um, basically a pinata of orbit. And they're like kicking it and dropping elbows on it. As like, they should have. This is pretty rude, man. And, of course, I go up there. My buddy Victor had an extra ticket. Uh, so we had a quick up and back. And the one game I get to go to, Astros won the series 3-1. Of course, I go to the one. Astros forgot how to play on Saturday. Had like two hits until Kyle Tucker hit a bomb in the ninth inning. But it wasn't enough to catch up. Well, it makes me feel good that you went to the game where they lost. You would. Eddie, what else? What else did you do uh, this week? Um, you know what, Jordan? I'm never dealing with Spectrum Cable again. I don't know if they're a sponsor of the station or not. I don't know if they have a sponsorship in anywhere in the cluster. And if they do, I'm sorry. But they can go to hell. <laughs> I, had to tur- I had to turn in my modem because, you know, I just moved. Yes. I can only use, only use AT&T in my current apartment. First off, I spent like half an hour driving around this shopping center in Cedar Park because stupid Google Maps has the Spectrum store inside Burlington Coat Factory. Okay, that makes it difficult. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, they're not there. They're about a quarter mile away in the area of this shopping center in the corner that you can't see from Burlington Coat Factory because of the trees and other buildings and stuff. So I'm driving around for like half an hour because the store's like on the edge. I don't see it. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, it's got to be over here somewhere. So finally, I almost uh, <laughs> drive in front of the security guard's car. I was literally about to cut him off like, like action movie style and made him show me where the dang store was. And then I get inside, Jordan. I have to wait 40 minutes just to give them their dang modem, modem back because they're too busy trying to sell cell phone plans. I am never dealing with Spectrum again. Eddie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your pain. That, that can be frustrating. That can be troubling. Um, and so I'm sorry. There's nothing else I can say. I almost say killed a security guard, Jordan. He's like 70. Let's, 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 not, let's probably refrain from using those words, but that's okay. Let's, uh, let's yeah. just move on. But then I got some Via 313 pizza, so... 
the night ended better. Welcome to Cedar Park. Uh, via three on three, it's it's good stuff. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> oh, stuff. let's talk. Let's talk UFC on ESPN. Uh, Sean Strickland versus Abus uh, Magomedov. Sean Strickland, that was a deep eye poke. Did you see that eye poke in there? Oh, did he say it almost got him pregnant? I think he did. I think he's got. He said he has to take a paternity <laughs> test. That eye poke got him pregnant. Uh, that was rough, and you could it's see. A good thing he's not in Texas. I was I was nervous that that, that fight a that, that fight was going to get canceled. Right, that, that that fight was going to end up going to a no contest because of the eye poke. We've seen eye pokes like that that are that are deep. Uh, that was just last uh, week we saw one. That was rough and yeah, uh, tough a fight. Yeah. I love hearing that uh, uh, that Sean Strickland in the ring or in the octagon. He thought about Michael Bisbing and he said, "Look, if Michael Bisbing can do it, then I can do it." He won a title without one eye. Uh, I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to fight. He said he was still uh, seeing double, seeing. Uh, uh, couldn't see real well even during the fight. Uh, he he lost that first round, but yeah, the second just aimed for the guy in the middle. But the second round was was really impressive. I think he outstruck him. I think like seventy significant strikes, just a fifteen, and and he just kind of teed off on uh, on Abus. It really showed that uh, Magomedov had a jump in competition that he wasn't ready for. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You look at where he's been before. I think he, you know he had a win over Sadaboy Sai. That's the PFL former champion, current champion uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Abus had had a win over him. He had one win in the uh, in the UFC. I think it was over Dustin Stolstitz. Uh and so that was and it was a, it was a good win. But Sean Strickland, this was actually a really good win. Now I know that Abus is not the biggest name out there, not the biggest win. He's not the best Magomed that uh, that someone could fight. But what it did show was that. Sean Strickland, you know, who, who usually, you know, he'll say it himself, I don't hit hard. But he showed that he could, um, you know, he, he could finish somebody. And that's what he really needed to do. I think if you have a, a boring kind of pitter-patter decision win, you're not going to be able to make the, the request that he made after the fight. So after the fight, he called for a title shot. And, you know, it's, it's not far-fetched to think. It's, it kind of makes me think about the women's divisions where you have the champion fighting the fifth, sixth, seventh-ranked fighters because Israel Asanya, you look at the division already, uh, you have – Cleared it up. He's, he's already beat Pajeda. He's already beat Whitaker, Cannoneer, Vittori. Um, obviously, I think if, if Duplessis, he wins, he's going to get that title shot, no question. But after that, he beat Paulo Costa. He beat Derek Brunson. So, so you really think about it. If Israel Asanya is really serious about fighting someone new who he hasn't, uh, who he hasn't beat before – Sean Strickland could jump right in there after this win over Magomedov. He really could. Like, if, say, Whitaker wins, but maybe he can't fight too soon, mm-hmm. Strickland's right there. Yeah. No, this was, this was, this was exactly what uh, Strickland needed to do to put him in a position. We'll talk about Robert Whitaker versus Drickus Duplessis later on this show. Uh, I, and really, if Sean yeah. Strickland had had a kind of boring pitter-pat fight after that eye poke, it'd be hard to blame him. Yeah. But you hear he said that he heard the crowd cheering him on while he was recovering. And he said he had to do it for them, basically. They gave him the courage to finish. Well, that I, was pretty cool. I, I don't feel like that guy needs any courage, any more courage than he already has. Uh, well, he said he was, because of the Bisping thing or because of uh, what happened or how deep it was, he was thinking about quitting. Yeah. Well, he was I'm thinking just, about just saying the heck with it and letting it go and coming back later. But he said he couldn't do that to the fans. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the things that he, the crazy things that he says. So uh, let's yeah, jump over. A, yeah, he, he's a weird one. He's crazy. Uh, let's jump over to Grant Dawson. He defeats Demir Ismagulov uh, via decision. This this was actually a great win for Dawson. Uh, he took him down three times. He controlled him for about 12 and a half minutes of the 15 minute fight. It was really impressive to me because I really respect 
Ismagulov in the division. Uh, he's kind of the, 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 the Russian hammers that are out there. I know he had a loss to Armin Sarukian, uh, but I, I, I think to, to see Dawson the way he did that, uh, Ismagulov was ranked 12th, Dawson was ranked 15th going to the fight. I would love to see uh, Dawson now fight someone, you know, in the fringe of the top 10, right? You got Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker this weekend. I think Jalen Turner is uh, 10, Dan Hooker is tw- uh, is 11. So that could make sense. Right above him, you've got Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, Armin Sarukian, I, I think he should be moving up. He just, uh, he had that win a few weeks ago. But I think, you know, anywhere in that RDA, Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker look, that's a, uh, that's a good win for Grant Dawson. And uh, I don't know what, what Grant Dawson's ceiling is in the division, but he definitely earned himself a fight kind of at that fringe of the top 10. Yeah. And now if you go down to the next fight, Morales versus Max Griffin. Yeah. You no, know, Max Griffin is a name we've seen around for a while. So, and you think about the experience uh, disparity between the two. But, dude, Michael Morales just styled him on him. It reminded me of maybe Cody Garbrandt against Dominic Cruz, maybe a little bit of Anderson Silva. By the second round, you're just like, whoa, what is he doing to this guy? You know, he's doing a little, little Muhammad Ali stuff, holding the right hand up, just giving you something to look at, hands down. I mean, I don't know where this kid came from. Well, I know he came from Brazil, but... Um, we're going to have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, that was uh, Morales is for real. That was a great win as well. Uh, I want to jump down just a, a couple of things. Kevin Lee made his return back to the UFC. Uh, he came back as a welterweight. Uh, they did not do him any favors, right? No. So he got stopped in the first round by uh, Renat Fakradinov. Uh, Renat dropped him in the, like, the first minute, choked him unconscious. It was, it was definitely like a rough return for Kevin Lee. Yeah, dude, that guy is just scary looking. Yeah. Not as in, like, monster, but you just look at his face and you see him walking down the street, you're going to give him a wide berth. I mean, and you could just hear, he basically put him down with a straight right, and you could just hear how the thudding sound of it, like, that dude's got some power and he's going to be one to watch. Too. Kevin Lee might have Kevin Lee might have already been out when he went down, when he took that shot. Yeah. So. And then the, the next shot was pinpoint accuracy, too. And it was unnecessary, but... Whew. Uh, dude hits hard. Elvis Brenner, he defeated uh, Gurdam Kutalalatse. Uh, third round TKO. Brenner was down 2-0 on each of the scorecards. So all three scorecards had him down 2-0. Came back, finished in the third. A great win for Elvis Brenner. Um, I did want to mention Kiel Rosa defeating Yana Santos. Uh, not a great night. It kind of keeps getting worse for the Santos family. Yeah. Um, Anything yeah. else? What else do you want to talk about, Eddie? Uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. The yeah. Frenchman, he had a great win. He's looking forward to hopefully being on the Paris card. And then uh, Joe Anderson Brito, another Brazilian who got a great finish in the first round, and then called out Dan Ige. Yeah. Um, those are, this whole card was full of, like, future names to watch, Jordan. They need to rename this, like, the UFC Challenger Series or something, like the old Strike Force, because it's not something with a bunch of names that's going to make you want to watch, like – you go back to it later on and watch all the uh, the finishes, and you're like, oh, whoa, I got to remember that guy's name. And then their names that are hard to remember, so you really got to remember them. Yeah, no, I, I agree, yeah, right? It's I mean, fun. We've been talking, right, about these these new dawn of these fighters, right? The, the household names that we've had for so long, they're starting to change a little bit. It, it's crazy to think that, like, Isma Gulov was, was 12th, right? And, um, you know, and you had Grant Dawson, who was 15th. So, so ranked fighters fighting on this card, these are guys that you probably haven't seen much of. And, and Eddie, like I always say, 
you got to watch the prelims. You know. That, oh, oh do you say that? I do, do say, say that? that. Yes, I do. So you uh, say that you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Eddie, there was a little bit of boxing. I know we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about Savannah Marshall last week, uh, but I know that uh, I know I know you are high on her. Please, uh, please tell us what happened in boxing. Oh, this yeah. Last the week. UK's Savannah Marshall. She um, she won a majority decision over the U.S.'s uh, French on Cruz Desern to become the undisputed super middleweight champion Saturday over in uh, was it Newcastle, maybe I forget exactly where in England. But uh, Marshall lost her last fight to Clarissa Shields in 2022 for the middleweight undisputed championship. That was her first loss. And she moved up now to her more natural weight at 168. And she gave Cruz her second loss to take her titles. Cruz's only other loss was Clarissa Shields, who she actually trained with for this fight. So Shields, you know, a step above both of these fighters, it sounds like. Yes. They call her the quote for a reason. There you go. uh, she's, She's earned it. All right, so that was boxing and UFC, Eddie. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure, you know, we are now six months into the year. June is over, so we are over. Oh, my God. We're we now go? over halfway. And, Eddie, I know that we could sit here. Uh, we could, you know, do like other people, and we could give, you know, mid-year awards, right? We could say, hey, Volk Islam, that's going to be the fight of the year. Grosso versus Shevchenko, uh, that was the sub of the year. And, uh, and I'm sure that the casuals, Eddie, they're going to say that Israel Adesanya, when he knocked out Alex Pajera, that that is the knockout of the year, but Eddie, you and I no. both know that's, that's not it. It's going to be in KSW when Christoph Glowacki, he knocked out Patrick uh, Tikacheski when he was mounted, laying on his back. That, From the bottom. That doesn't happen ever. And, and we saw that happen. That's going to be our KO of the year, at least as of right now. Eddie. Yeah, and if not that one, it would be that one from Ryzen a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yes. When the guy just stands still before he yeah, falls right down. Yeah, it in like a hug stance. Yeah. But Eddie, I want to look at the predictions that we made. Right, we made predictions at the beginning of the year. Uh, Eddie, would you have predicted that I only watched one episode of the Ultimate Fighter before I got uh, before I got bored watching the Ultimate Fighter here? I would have predicted two and a half over under. I didn't. I, I missed. I was under. I was under two and a half. I got bored, brother. Uh, but I want to talk about the predictions that we made. Who will be the champs at the end of the year? Because and as always, please no wagering. There's a couple, Eddie, that. Uh, we just don't have a chance at it anymore. Like, it's not going to happen. And, and obviously, that's Amanda Nunez as a Bantamweight and Featherweight champion. They're, they're actually cleared out on, on the UFC website. She is no longer the champion of those divisions. So Wait, 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 wait. Until they name a champion. No, no. You, you look she's there. Champion. Nope, she's not. You, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I said well, until they name a champion. Well, unfortunately, we both picked that, Eddie. So it doesn't really matter. We're not. Neither of us gain anything from that. Right. But. Right. We aren't going to win that. Two points, man. We are not going. Points. Well, <laughs> I don't know if we can we can count as. I mean, they've we actually they've actually wiped off the featherweight division all the way off of the rankings page. So who knows? So Eddie, you picked Zhang Weili. I picked Amanda Lemos for the strawweight division. Wouldn't you know? Before we even knew that this matchup was happening, they are matched up August nineteenth. That fight is happening. Amanda Lemos versus Zhang Weili. Good chance that one of us will be correct. By the end of the year. Good chance that it's going to be you, Zhang Wiley. I, I, maybe I don't see her. I don't see Zhang if she wins or even Amanda Lemos getting another fight in this year. So I think one of us is safe there. Uh, flyweights, Valentina Shevchenko. Looks like, looks like me. Both of us picked Shevchenko. Possibility. Yeah. Th- that, that fight is still happening. So we it could we, happen, yeah. We both have a possibility. Uh, we both picked Bantamweight uh, as Amanda Nunez and Featherweight Amanda Nunez. But now we get into the men's division. Flyweight actually... Devison Figueredo was the champion on January 1st. Well, you picked that Brandon Moreno was going to be the champion. I picked that Alexandre Pantoja 
was going to be the champion. Oh, that fight happens this week. We knew. That fight happens this week. We knew, yeah. Uh, in the uh, in bantamweight, you picked uh, Aljamain was the was the champion. You picked Aljamain. Uh, I picked Sean O'Malley. That fight is a possibility. That has been August nineteenth as well. So we're not out of it on that one, right? You know what? We're kind of smart. It's I'm impressed uh, that we are still. You know, neither of us picked Henry Cejudo. Uh, although I don't know if we even knew that that was even a possibility at that time. Let me tell you, I was scared. Yeah. Featherweight, we both picked Volk. Uh, we'll see what happens this weekend, but either way, we don't gain anything. Also in lightweight, we both picked uh, Islam Makhachev. We can't gain anything that way. Uh, here's where it gets interesting, Eddie. Uh, welterweight. This is the lack of respect that both of us showed for <laughs> Leon Edwards. So true. So true, man. But in our defense... We saw the first fight. We saw him get worked for four and a half rounds and then land a Hail Mary. Now, granted, he threw the Hail Mary. It landed. He got the belt. But we both felt that with what we saw, there's no way that Leon Edwards was going to beat Kamaru Usman. And then he did. Yeah. We both picked Kamaru Usman. Uh, Kamaru, there's not a chance that Kamaru's getting a title shot again this year. Just, there's just no way. So we are both going to be wrong. Uh, it will not be. Uh, I mean, we've seen stranger things, right? But, you know, we think that it's going to be Colby Covington. He's going to fight for the title. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, he should be on our radar, at least somewhere here. Uh, but we, uh, we've got to give Leon Edwards a little bit more respect. At middleweight, Alex Pajeda was the champion. Uh, you picked that Hamzat Shemaev was going to be the champion at the end of the year. I picked it was going to be Israel Adesanya. Uh, you never know. That could happen. Hamzat could jump into a title fight if something doesn't work out with Drickus or Sean Strickland. It would be nice just to see him fight. It's looking a little bit less likely with, with Sean Strickland pretty much coming out of that fight unscathed. We'll see how his, his eyeballs are. But for the most part, uh, he should be okay. So that might be a rough one for you. I, I could still win that one with Israel Adesanya. Light heavyweight, there was no champion. Neither of us picked that Jamal Hill would be the champion at this time. Uh, we picked Magomed Ankaleev. And uh, and then at heavyweight, Francis was the champ. John Jones was picked by you. Great pick right there. I picked Sergey Pavlovich. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. I don't know what's going to happen with the Stipe. But I'm, it could still possibly happen. I, yeah, I may not get a chance, though, to uh, to write that one. So, uh, But overall, Eddie, we're still in it, right? We're still not that far away. And uh, Does this, Jamal Hill have anything lined up yet? Light heavyweight? No, right? So I think they're still waiting to see what's going to happen. Can Yuri Prohaska come back? We know that uh, Jan Vlahovic, he is going to fight Alex Pajera. They're welcoming him to the division. I'm just surprised that we haven't seen anything with Magomed Ankalaev. You know, like since the last fight, I don't remember him getting injured. I remember it was a boring fight, uh, but I have not heard anything for Magomed Ankalaev at all. Like he doesn't Maybe have a fight Maybe he was also just waiting for uh, Ramadan to finish. Yeah, but by now you would think that he would have at least something set up. Uh, it's uh, maybe he's just waiting to to get a title shot somewhere. I mean, and it's uh, arguably deserved. I say it's deserved. Yeah, well, that's because you picked him. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right, Eddie. That is the uh, the picks for champs at the end of the year. That is a little bit of boxing and UFC on ESPN. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee and it cleared my head. 
Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's up with that? 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 You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. You know, Jordan, we mentioned last week that it was kind of silly season in sports. And Monday, I was debating between watching Canadian football and NBA Spring League, or uh, Summer uh, League, whatever you call it. But turns out Wimby wasn't playing, so I went with Canadian football. That's, that's but, disappointing. But there are even more disappointing things in our own sport to talk about. And I hate that I'm even going to do this, but it just hits too close to home not to do it. So it turns out that one of the GOATs, GSP, is in Austin this week. And it's for, like, the dumbest reason possible. What's up with that? Yeah, so you actually said this last week, Eddie. You were said, I'm surprised to see George St. Pierre get involved in Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, but turns out the offer that he made has now become a reality. Uh, Elon Musk, John Danaher, George St. Pierre, and uh, computer scientist turned podcaster Lex Friedman has uh, are all training together in... Austin. Austin is kind of becoming this hotbed of, of, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You got Gordon Ryan here. You got John Dana here. here, And so these guys are training. So uh, I told you that uh, the shirts are now for sale. Eddie, I, I sent you a link that I could uh, could buy you a shirt. Uh, but yeah, so George uh, St. Pierre wrote that, uh, that he, great training session with these three men I really admire. Combined IQ in this photo is 1,000, not including me. Uh, and obviously Musk said, wrote back, really fun. The obvious conclusion is that I need a lot more training. Eddie, are we closer to this? Ha- is this going to happen? Uh, I still won't believe it till Musk walks into the cage. But I will say, I'm surprised. I didn't realize he was that big. This just I mean, gets, he kind of dwarfs uh, GSP. It gets crazier and crazier. It really is nuts, man. I don't know what's wrong. Am I the crazy one for thinking it's dumb? No. Or is it the world? Because a lot of times lately it's been me. So I could understand if, it, if I was a crazy You've one. You've got a lot of issues, Eddie. I, that's true. Yeah. But not this yeah. one. Okay, okay. Good. I'm like, I, I, I got no words. All right, Jordan. We teased it last week, but the UFC has made it official. The UFC women's flyweight title will be contested on a regular fight night. What's up with that? Yeah, so while I wish this was happening in Mexico City, I think Alexa Grasso deserves this. Uh, it's going to happen at the T-Mobile Arena. Dana White announced it last week that Alexa Grasso will defend the UFC women's flyweight title against Valentina Shevchenko on September 16th at the T-Mobile Arena. It's going to be on TV. Uh, in the co-main event, you've got Kelvin Gastelum moving back down to welterweight to take on Shavkat Rachmanov. That is Ooh. a great fight. Shavkat is 17-0. He's coming off of wins over Jeff Neal and, and Neil Magny. Uh, he's ranked sixth in the division. This would obviously be a huge win for Gasolum based on where he is in his career, right? Gasolum had some good wins. He had that great fight against Israel Adesanya for the interim title. But where Gasolum right now is in his career, to beat someone like Shavkat 
that would put him right in the mix in the welterweight division. And if Shafkat gets a win, it just make it kind of just continues to legitimize him, right? Jeff Neal, Neil Magny, Kelvin Gastelum, those are great wins. Uh, also on the card, uh, the UFC announced that Tracy Cortez is going to take on Jasmine Jasadovicious. And, uh, and Anthony Hernandez is going to fight Chris Curtis. So you got Grasso defending her title against Valentina in the main event. Grasso is from Mexico. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam versus Shavkat Gaslam, born in California, uh, but from Mexican descent. You got Anthony Hernandez, Fluffy, uh, also born in California, but is Mexican-American. And then Tracy Cortez, born in Phoenix, but also of Mexican descent. And, uh, and the UFC is not done with adding Mexican fighters to the card. So I do wonder... If Brandon Moreno were to be able to come out of this fight unscathed or enough that he could come back in a few months, uh, if he's relatively healthy and he wins, could they put him on this fight card as well? I, I, you think he would deserve it. I'm sure he would want to. He'd be okay doing it. Uh, but it's actually, you know, you think about it, it's only, it, it's the exact same turnaround that they're expecting the Whitaker Duplessis winner. Uh, to do I mean actually maybe it's one week more uh, but either way this is a really fun fight card and, and it easily Eddie it easily could be a pay-per-view uh, I love that the UFC is trying to stake claim to uh, September 16th which is Mexico's Independence Day I don't know if they're sticking claim to it but they're trying to using it no they're trying but, to stake claim to it yeah well speaking of the uh, SEC's Jordan that's usually a Canelo boxing date What's up with that? Yeah, so last week we had some speculation that Canelo was going to fight a Charlo brother on September 16th. Turns out uh, Canelo Alvarez, Alvarez is going to face Jermel and not Jermel Charlo on September 30th. So we knew that Canelo had signed a three-fight deal with a PBC. Uh, we did think he was going to fight Jermel. Jermel is the WBC middleweight champion. Jermel is the undisputed light middleweight champion. Uh, Jermel has never fought above 154 pounds. And we do know, you know, Canelo has won titles at 175 pounds. So, so not only is Canelo playing it safe by fighting the smaller Charlo brother, uh, but he's also playing it safe by not, you know, competing against the UFC on that date. So they're actually <laughs> going to fight on September 30th. So uh, with the UFC taking over the T-Mobile arena, you know, Canelo easily could have done Team uh, MGM Grand or, or even uh, the, uh, the uh, Mandalay Bay. Uh, he could have even done Allegiant Stadium that weekend. But to me, Eddie, by moving weekends all together, we talked about it last week, but this is the proverbial waiting on the couch until the BMF fight is over to start your fight. So like he waited for Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal to finish so he can go out there and fight, he just gave it up. He said, okay, I know that this is usually a boxing day. Canelo just, uh, he phoned it in. He took the safer way out here. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's not because he's taking, the, he's taking the safer way out, but it is like the waiting on the couch moment. But it's not because it's safer. For some reason, he just really likes the T-Mobile. Got Looking at a quote right here from his, uh, his team, it says, uh, they weren't concerned with competing with the UFC on pay-per-view. The UFC just grabbed up the T-Mobile arena. That's where Canelo wanted to fight, and that's where his American pay-per-view fights have taken place over the last few years. So he just likes the T-Mobile. I don't know if they have a better green room, locker rooms, or what. They don't. He could have gone, like you said, there was the MGM Grand. He could have gone to Dallas. Yeah. He could have gone to Mexico reason, he City. Just, he just wanted the, uh, the T-Mobile, which is, which is weird. But, yeah, now it's two weeks later. Didn't want to compete. Is a waste. Didn't want to compete, Eddie. We could have had UFC finishing, and it didn't matter if they didn't or not, but in time to see, see that happen, and now it's not going to happen. It would have been a great uh, weekend, at least for me, because you know I love to sit on the couch and watch me some fights. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, we mentioned Tracy Cortez a little earlier. 
It looks like her and Brian Ortega seem to have a little uh, tension going on. What's up with that? Yeah, so, Eddie, this is our TMZ moment right here. They used to be MMA's it couple, uh, but earlier in the year, we quietly saw Tracy Cortez and Brian Ortega. They unfollowed each other. Uh, Cortez removed all their pictures on Instagram. Uh, Then this week, Paulo Costa, he posted a picture with Tracy Cortez. And and that started to get uh, Twitter kind of going abuzz and speculating. Ortega even responded on Twitter. Uh, This is what he said. He said, everyone out here talking about I fumbled. Y'all must not know the rules of the game. When you drop the ball on accident, that's a fumble. But when you throw it away on purpose, that's called a complete pass. Top G. Um, Eddie, I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't play football. I played water polo. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that when you throw the ball away on purpose, that is not a complete pass. That, that's, an, that's an incomplete pass. That is an incomplete pass. Is that pass. correct? That is correct. And let me tell you, I did play football. And, Brian, that is not what you wanted to use in the first place. What you wanted to use was punt. You punted the ball away, got rid of it, sent it back out there, gave it away. That's what you wanted to do. All right, you didn't so- fumble, you punted. That's what you wanted to say. So, fighters. so Brian Ortega maybe not may not know the rules of football exactly the way he thinks he does. Uh, but I don't know if uh, what he does know is how to how to fan. like scantily clad women on uh, on Twitter. If you go to his likes page, that's all he has liked, Eddie. Uh, anyways, Tracy Cortez responded as well. Let me just say this to this day: I've yet to say anything negative about you or bash your name. Don't start throwing throwing shade now. I'm blessed. Hashtag. Move with love. Uh, Cortez out here taking the high road. She, she might be taking some secret juice as well, but at least sure, she's dude. doing it on the high road. Watch your mouth, man. The secret juice. That's rude. Have you not seen Paulo uh, Costa's bottle of secret juice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just don't, don't ruin the joke. Um, but yeah, um, just a note to everyone out there. Everyone can see what you like. So just because you see something on Twitter, you don't have to hit that heart. You don't have to do it. Yeah, Connor got in trouble for that a little while ago. Yeah, a lot of politicians are doing it. I'm like, dude, you, you don't have to hit the button. Even Instagram, you, you don't have to. Just look at it and move on, all right? Uh, now, Jordan, the PFL has announced the lineup for their card in San Antonio. But, um, I think you, you should want to go, too. Are, are you busy that weekend on August 4th? No, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm going to Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul on August 5th. You're going south, Eddie. I'm going north. Uh, we have the semifinals of the featherweight and light heavyweight divisions. Uh, light heavyweight, obviously a division that has been ransacked by failed drug tests. But here's the fight card, Eddie. In the main event, you've got Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo. Pinedo, he's the guy that beat Brendan Lofton. You got uh, co-main event, Josh Silvera versus Ty Flores. Uh, you got at featherweight, Movlid Kaibulav versus Gabriel Alves Braga. Uh, light heavyweight, you got Martine Hamlet versus Impa Kasangane. And then lightweight, you got Elvin Espinosa Espinosa uh, versus Keone Diggs. That's the main card, Eddie. Uh, with San Antonio just two hours away and you being the MMA purist that you are, uh, I'm, I'm sure, Eddie, you are just, you've already, you know, requested your credential. You're going to be front row uh, for Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo, right? I think I'd be better off spending my time going to see Melee, Melee Fight Club down here in Austin, Melee Fighting Championships. Um, there are like three names on that whole card that I know. Uh, let's see, Bubba Jenkins, Impa Sangane, and not even in the tournament, Satoshi Ishii. I knew, I know him. At heavyweight, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a rough card in man. the words of Randy Jackson 
Yeah, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, that's 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 a rough card. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I got ESPN Plus. I'm paying for that. But uh, yeah, uh, hit us with some new. Yeah, fights. it's just a couple of new fights. You got Miguel <laughs> Baeza versus Jake Matthews at UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. It's a fun fight. Uh, fight night August 12th. Hakeem Duwadu versus Cub Swanson. Killer Cub getting back out there. Uh, UFC 292, Eddie, in Boston. I don't have a new fight, but Henry Cejudo injured his shoulder and is out of his fight against Marlon Vera. There's actually a video. Did you video. send me the video of how he did yeah, that? Yeah, I did. He's actually like breaking down a fight. He's like, oh, my shoulder's hurting. And then he has to pull out of the Dude, fight. Dude, so. I, I told you I did that just like brushing my teeth one day. And just like there's a catch in my neck and shoulder, just simple brushing motions. And all of a sudden, Oh, I couldn't move. Yeah, that's because we're old. Cejudo's old. Yes, yeah. We're not athletes, though, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And Eddie, we got two champs. We actually have three champs on this fight. We got the interim champion, Yair Rodriguez, taking on the featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. And then we got the flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, fighting Alexander Pantoja. Eddie, this is a really fun fight card. You've got one of the best featherweights in the, maybe of, of all time, right? Uh, against a guy who, in Yair Rodriguez, who is an opponent who had so much potential, who finally seems that he's fighting at that level. We're starting to see him finally reach the peaks that we are hoping to see. Uh, in the co-main event, you've got the champion, Brandon Moreno, uh, going up against the man that has actually two wins against him. One in 2016 on the Ultimate Fighter by second round submission. And another in uh, uh, 2018 by decision. But let's start, Eddie. That's going to really eat at him. Yeah, let's start at Volk versus Yard Rodriguez. This is a fun fight, man. I, I'm really looking forward to this fight. This is one of those fights where you better not blink because the striking is going to be fast, it's going to be sharp, and it is going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're probably the first round is probably going to start a little slow. And I mean, just me saying this is probably going to make the MMA gods turn it into a, a crap fest. But this should be one of those fights where you want to tell people who don't watch fighting to tune in. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was talking to someone earlier this week. And, and by names on this fight card, not the biggest names, right? Uh, there's, there's some names, but like people, I was talking to someone today and he's like, I actually don't know anyone on the card. Uh, I mean, you look down, you see Robbie Lawler. We'll talk about him. But overall, I mean, Volkanovski, he's one of the greatest fighters in the world right now. One one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters. You got Islam up there. You got John Jones up there. There's some great They're fighters. Just not, a, just not stars. But but Volk is, is impressive, and he is coming off that loss. He's coming off a loss to Islam Makachev. That doesn't help. You wonder what that's going to do to the psyche. I mean, he lost before, and then he, you know, he ripped off uh, you know, 22 wins in a row after that. So <laughs> it's not like he can't do that before. But Yair Rodriguez is tough. He's, he's got two wins now in a row. Josh Emmett and Brian Ortega. He did have that bad loss to, to Max Holloway back in uh, uh, 2021 in, in November. Yeah, but, but it's Max. This, it is Max, but this is Volk, right? So on paper, Volk should, should you know, 
destroy him. He should he should do look really good against whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Destroy. I'm, he's he's a minus four fifteen favorite. That's that those are big odds, Eddie. That so on destroy, paper I would think it'd be like minus a thousand. Or well, something. we'll we'll get to a minus a thousand uh, favorite in a little bit. But it's a uh, you know it, it's it's a those are minus four fifteen are, are big odds to to win a to win a fight. I mean, my money would be on Volk- on Volkanovski, but I'm like four fifteen seems. Actually, seems about right. Actually, it's it, it's a big spread. Uh, so obviously, Volk, you know, it's a big strength advantage. He, he's supposed to win this fight. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Pantoja. We mentioned that before. Pantoja has two wins against him. How do you think any of that plays into this fight? That's really got to eat at Moreno. Kind of like uh, Izzy and Alex Pajeda. You know, that's one of those things where he's got to be just like itching to get that back. And because of something like that, my money would be on Moreno. Yeah. Because it's really hard to beat someone three times. Yeah, he's a slight favorite as well. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna pick Pantoja. I have him as the champion at the end of the year, so I've got to stick with him. You got to uh, roll with him. That could be a fun fight. Uh, and this is where it starts to get interesting. Whitaker versus Drikas Duplessis. Uh, Whitaker, another big favorite. You know, yeah, uh, all the champions you mentioned earlier. You didn't mention the former champion on the card. Yeah, Robert Whitaker is yeah. on that fight card. Uh, Robbie Lawler, another former champion on this fight yeah, card as well. Uh, but Robert Whitaker. You know, it's interesting. This on paper is the number one contenders fight uh, for the middleweight champion. Uh, I'm going to pick Whitaker when we when we make our picks in a little bit, Eddie. Uh, but I don't think I think if, if let's say he wins and he's he's fine, I just don't know if he still gets that title shot. I think I think they could still go with someone like a Sean Strickland, even though they said it. I mean, it's not past the UFC to say, hey, we're going to go a different direction. Uh, I'd love to see Whitaker welcome Hamzat if he wins this fight. But they're going to do Izzy in Australia, right? Yes, bring Sean Strickland to Australia. Now, if they do Australia, it's going to be Whitaker if he wins. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I still think that Izzy has some say in it, and uh, and he could pull Sean Strickland. If he doesn't really want to fight guys, you, over you know again. what Izzy has? Pay per view points. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know who doesn't buy pay per views? You know there. No one buys paper. Australia doesn't buy paper. It's not a pay per view market. The U.S. is, and Robert right. Whitaker is a much bigger name. Oh, I, I I don't I don't think that matters. I think there's an A side and there's right. a B side, and well, I, ju- I, just like two ninety. You know, people say, oh, we don't know who, we don't know these people on here. People know Robert Whitaker. They've seen him for a while. But that's exactly He's what I told you. They, they looked at these peep fighters, and they didn't know who he was. That's what I'm saying. Robert Whitaker doesn't bring, doesn't bring eyeballs. He's not going to sell pay-per-view. So I think it's Israel Asanya. It's like Ric Flair versus a broomstick. Uh, we but got, he sells that uh, there's uh, someone on the other side who has a chance. That's what I think he sells. Yeah, I, I, I will agree to disagree on this one. You got Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Jalen Turner, Good fight. Uh, a rising star. Fun fight. Uh, you got Bo Nickel fighting Treshawn Gore. This is obviously the biggest uh, odds of the fight. You got you got a minus fourteen fifty for uh, for Bo <laughs> like, Nickel. So poor poor Gore. You know he is not on this pay per view because the UFC wants to be in the Treshawn Gore business. No, that that is not He's a business being they're fed in. To the lambs. Uh, I would say uh, the other fight. I'm I'm actually really bummed. Eddie, I told you this last week. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena uh, was supposed to fight Sean Brady. I thought this was a great comeback fight for Brady. And uh, Sean Brady has to withdraw from the fight. He's something with his elbow, and they put uh, they they did get uh, they did get him back on the fight card. So uh, Jack Della Maddalena, he's going to fight Josiah Harrell in his debut. He's another huge favorite, minus nine fifty now. Uh, and then Robbie Lawler. I mean, we got to be excited to see Robbie Lawler fight. Yeah, Robbie Lawler is the biggest star on the card, and putting him at the head, at the top of the prelims is the way that you drive people to the pay per view or to ESPN Plus. And smart move. And hopefully uh, against Nico Price, that's that could be a banger, man. That one might steal the show. 
Yeah, that, that could be a, a lot of fun. You got uh, Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. Eddie, we got a, just a couple minutes left. Let's make a couple picks. Uh, Volk right. versus Jair. I'm going Volk. All right. I'm going to go Volk as well. Uh, Moreno versus Pantoja. Moreno. Yeah, you, you have to go there. Uh, Whitaker versus Drickus Duplessis. Whitaker. I'm going to go Whitaker too. Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with Turner. Uh, me too. I thought I was going to get you on that one. Uh, Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. I hate myself, but I'm picking Price. Okay, this is not Lawler's just for getting us. up there, man. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. Oh, this is a tough one. Let's go Menafield. Okay, I'm going to go Jimmy Crute just to go opposite of you. Uh, so I wasn't going to, Eddie, but uh, so You're really. Are you going to Gore? Uh, I'm not going to pick Trayshawn Gore, nor am I going to pick Josiah Harrell. So, uh, guys, that is UFC 290. Check it out this Saturday night on pay-per-view. Guys, this is exciting. The next time that Eddie and I do this show, we are going to be live and in person. So we are going to be together. We're going to recap UFC 290. We're going to get ready for uh, Holly Holm versus uh, Marina Buena Silva. I mean, that's a fight card, Eddie. That's a banger. deserves us being together hey, I, I, I might stink a little bit warn your wife because i'll be coming from the beach oh perfect but, that's um, okay yeah let them know nice all right stay tuned guys sports guys talking wrestling Stu myrick justin simmons we are proud to be the mma show of texas tell your friends follow us at fight night atx on twitter on instagram on facebook have a great week and hope you had a great fourth of july hey be safe with those fireworks be nice to each other stay positive and love your life and if we ever didn't thank you let us do it now happy trails to you Till we meet again.